Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Okay, we back again. All right. I don't know, man. I think today or tonight, I should say. Maybe it's a good you. one. <laughs> this might be a good one tonight. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody's tuning in. Hope everybody had a good day. Mm. Good weekend. You know, let me before I get started, in case you didn't know, you're listening to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron, I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 81 in season three of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you listen to live, we appreciate the love. If you listen to the archive, we appreciate that too. Today is Wednesday, February 27th, right? Got that Correct. Right? Yeah. February 27th. Like I said, I hope everybody enjoyed their day. hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. Uh, today was a good day, mainly because that tax return hit the bank account. Holla at me. Uh-oh. Indeed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. You must be in the money, man. Today. I'm feeling good today. I'm, I ain't going to lie. All right. I ain't going to lie. So I know we usually hit y'all on a Tuesday, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, obligations arise. You know, some things we got to just – Sorry, we got to postpone the show, but we're always looking to bring good content. And you know what? Sometimes things just work out the way that they're supposed to work out. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Okay? Just imagine yep. that we did the show yesterday. Okay? Imagine that. We would have missed out on all the good content we got today just off the of Michael Cohen hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for this. 
I've been waiting for it. I feel like Republicans, despite all the BS they've been doing over the past couple years, have been getting the pass. They don't be asking real questions when it comes to these hearings. It's always a way to try to make it seem as if, you know, don't believe what the person who's been doing this for years is saying. Just continue to follow what the president is saying. You know, as, as if there was some, some information to, to back that train of thought up. But today, today I think they met their match. Mm. There was nothing they could say. We're going to get mm-hmm. into this. We're going to get into this. But today was wonderful. That's all I'm going to say. But you know what? We're going to get into that later. You know, ain't much going on on this side. What's going on on your side, man? Uh, nothing much. Uh, this weather was cold. <clears throat> it was in the 20s, the low 20s. And uh, it started snowing a little bit uh, this morning. And uh, that was about as much as I got out, uh, other than it just being cold and just staying in and staying warm in the house. That's about it, man. Well, at least you got consistent weather. I'll tell you what, the, the, one thing, the one thing that is consistent about Virginia weather is the fact that it's inconsistent. So, uh-huh. Oh. We can have two days, 70 degrees in a row. Didn't want to rain for five days straight. Then you wake up, it's 40 degrees. Then by the afternoon, it's 65 degrees. Virginia doesn't know what it wants to do at this point. So it is consistently inconsistent. Exactly. That's the best way to (laughs) summarize it. Consistently inconsistent. You know, but at the end of the day, I can't complain, man. You know, although I do miss seeing the snow sometimes, I don't miss shoveling it. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that. But, um, yeah, man, like I was saying, though, today was a wonderful day. I uh, I knew today was going to be fireworks. I knew I knew the anticipation was there. But I mm-hmm. did not anticipate on – I did not anticipate what I seen today. I will mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. But, look, we're going to get into this because we, we could do a whole show on this because there was a whole lot to talk about based off this Cohen hearing. Right. But I want to give – I want to give a special shout out to one particular congressman who went out his way to show that he was a Trump loyalist, that he was going to defend him at any cost. And we're talking about Republican congressman Matt Gates. Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah, yeah, Matt Gates, yeah. Oh, man, good old Matt Gates. You know what? Yeah. I put him, he's on the same list as Jim Jordan. People I can't stand to listen to. Mm. Okay. Good old Matt Gates. Matt Gates decided to tweet the night before the hearing. You know, he, you know what he mm-hmm. said? Yeah. You know what he yeah. said, man? I heard. He said, he said do, you, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Maybe tonight will be a good time for that chat. I wonder if she'll yeah. remain faithful while you're in prison. Prison, she's she's about to learn a lot. Mm, Interesting. Mm, mm. Not That's to mention, sad. not to mention, good old Matt Gates decided to stroll into 
into the room before the hearing started just to shake hands with a couple of Republican congressmen. Now, he's not on the committee. Why would he take the time to come in there and show his face and walk around? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that another, is, would that be another sign of intimidation? I wonder. Mm. And then when questioned about it, Matt Gates' response was that it's not witness intimidation. It's witness testing. Hmm. <laughs> so exactly how – so, okay. So you, you basically make a statement making it seem as if um, there's some infidelity going on within Michael Cohen's relationship, right? But without an ounce of proof. Now – isn't he an attorney? Hmm. Hmm. I, don't, I mean, well, I know there's some shady attorneys out there, but I would think that in order to prove a case, you would want to have an ounce of proof. That's what I would think. You just don't make statements. I, I would think especially an attorney knows not to just make a statement without having some proof to back it up. So mm-hmm. where are the girlfriends you're you're referring to Mr. Gates. Hmm. Where are they? Is this a conversation you had with the president saying what you were going to do to try to intimidate him before the hearing? Trying to get into to his head, man. Yeah, trying to get into his head. So, you know what Matt Gates did with this wonderful tweet? You know what this wonderful tweet got Matt Gates? What he got? Currently, the Florida Bar is investigating Representative Matt Gates based on that one tweet. Hmm. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's what Matt Gates is saying right now. Wow. Because as bold as he was making that statement, putting that tweet out, you know he deleted it. But once you already put, once you put it out, it's there. It's you know, out there. That's right. That. You were so so confident that it wasn't witness tampering or intimidation. It was witness testing. So why did you need to delete the tweet, Mr. Gates? That's because they get so emotional. These people get so emotional at the moment. Like you said, they they didn't think about it until afterwards. But right then and there, you know, he wanted to strike a blow. And then after he got a chance to it, to absorb it and for it to sink in, then, like you said, he went up there and tried to take it down. But, yeah, you might take it down. You might delete it. But somebody got it. First of all, it was already on all the networks as soon as he tweeted. Mm, yep. Yep. Bottom line. Yep. Okay. So this this is what's sad about it, right? This is, this is a U.S. congressman conducting yep. himself that way. So yep. you know what? Maybe I can't. Maybe I can't blame him. Maybe he, maybe he gets his inspiration from the top because we got a president that does the same thing. But I think what Matt Gates realized is that not everybody is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So unlike Trump, who's in a position where you know he can kind of get away with certain things, he's not usually, especially based on the Republicans that support him, he's not really held accountable for his actions. But well, Mr. Gates. You are a congressman employed by you know, the people. 
Yeah, and that's you know, the sad part about it, though, Ron. Yeah. And, and people will often make the statement, that's Trump being Trump. I'm tired of Trump being Trump. I'm tired of yeah, Trump right. getting a pass on things that other people have to pay for. You know what I'm saying? Trump being yeah. Trump is no longer a suitable response from people. You know, we can't we 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 can't accept that any longer as a suitable response. Yeah. Well, let's just be honest. It was it was never a suitable response. It's just what we had to constantly hear because the Republicans controlled both houses. You're so right. We had no choice but to hear the same defense over and over and over again. But what you realize today is that the Democrats came in to do work. Okay? We, we're, they're going to conduct the oversight that should have been conducted by the Republicans over the past two years. And now the shit is about to hit the fan. You know, and what I see, at least for the past, the two years preceding this, the Democrats have at least been consistent uh, when they have these hearings. They try to uh, at least introduce excuse me, introduce facts. And, uh, but if you've seen the line of attack today, it was consistent and, and it was reflecting uh, what has already been litigated, what is already, he already pleaded guilty to, already been found, uh, well, he pleaded guilty. So uh, he acknowledged the things that he did in error. And yes, not everything he did was to, say, protect the president, and some of it was for his own benefit as well. Right. But there were things that were done on behalf of the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Pop, I'm going to ask you, man. Let's not even think about today. Think about all the hearings okay. we've seen over the past two years, right? Think about that. Right. Okay. Yes. Name one productive line of questioning from any Republican in any of the hearings we've seen over the past two years. I well, you know what? I can't even. You know, every everything every well, like I said, I usually listen to the highlights, and the highlights right. usually, the highlights usually. Uh, you see the Republicans deflecting, uh, deflecting uh, away from the issues. That's that's what I'm saying. The Democrats at least tried to bring some type of factual basis into, into the examination of the witnesses that came before them of those, of those hearings that were made public, even the last hearing with uh, yeah. what you call it, the guy, the acting attorney general, what's his name? Yeah. Matt, what's his name? Matt, Matt? Matt Whitaker. Matt Whitaker. Matt Whitaker. Okay, and you can see, you can see that whole, that whole, the whole, uh, the whole questioning process was basically him. Uh, Avoiding, avoiding a lot of the questions that the Democrats were trying to ask. 
You know what I see from the Republicans? This is exactly what I see, okay? <clears throat> if, it's, if it's the person that they like, it's softball, softball, softball. Democrats yeah. trying to do this. Democrats trying to do this. Democrats trying to do this. Softball, 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 right? If it's a, if it's a person who they don't like or they disagree with, he's a liar, 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 liar. Democrats just want to impeach the president. Liar, liar, liar. Democrats want to impeach the president. But you know what bothers me though, Ron? And yeah. I hate to get like we get we get reduced to like Republican Democrat. We get reduced to R's and D's. But right. it's 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 sad. It's sad that we get reduced to that. To either your R or your D. And right. like like Right now, nobody, nobody is 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 owing their. Well, I'm not, I ain't gonna say nobody. I'm not gonna say nobody. But I'm gonna say what I, what I'm here, what I'm seeing, and, I, and 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 the only thing I can say as of right now, the only other time that I seen, uh, I, maybe I was too young to pay attention to Watergate, uh, with with Nixon. Uh, but with Bill Clinton and, and so forth, uh, right. even that, like we were talking about, we were really talking about an extramarital affair, and right. we weren't judging the man on what he was doing for the country. We was judging him on his extramarital affair, which right. which was embarrassing enough. It's one thing. And I've always said this. It's one thing for your neighbors to know and say what they suspect is going on, for your family even to know and say what they suspect is going on. But for the whole world to find out some of the stuff that you're doing, and I didn't like that. I really didn't. But as far as being the president, the work he was doing as president was on on the spot. He was doing an all right job. As president, so a lot of folks said, "Hey, look, if you judge him based on his work performance, he's doing a great job. But if you base him, if you if you judge him based on morality, you know, and stuff like that, yeah, well, he 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 needs to do some work there, and so forth. So that's a bad thing. But I, I'm just hoping. So far, okay, we okay, we had Bill Clinton, we had Richard Nixon." Nixon was persuaded by Republicans to resign, which on Gerald Ford pardoned him so he wouldn't have to stand trial for any of the things that he did. So that happened there. Bill Clinton, he was impeached by Congress, but he wasn't convicted by the Senate. Right. That saved him. So now you have you have a Republican president and you have Republicans that are the majority in the Senate. Now, right now, even to this day, Ron, I don't know unless something changes. I really don't see even the Democrats got enough evidence to pursue impeachment. Again, and that's another thing. If you heard Elijah Cummings, when they just did their interview, 
He said, notice that no one from our side used the I word. Nobody used impeachment, okay? But the other side did. Sure did. The other side did, you know. So, but I I guess what I'm trying to get to, and I I know sometimes I take a while getting there. You got to bear with me. But what I'm trying to simply say is, to me, Democrats will fold if they feel if there's any credibility to some of the stuff that is being that's coming out that's factual. If there's any credibility right. to factual stuff, Democrats will start to fold on your behalf. Believe me, they will right. not stand there and just toe the line because they are geek. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's because they have a, they have a moral compass. That. Okay, and this is where I'm arriving at. It doesn't seem that that moral compass is there with the Republicans. No. But the Republicans is about money and wins. That's all that matters. Since I've been alive, or let's just say this, since I've been paying attention to politics, it seems Republicans are about wins and money. That's all that seems to matter. Because it's like you said mm. with Bill Clinton, right? With Bill right. Clinton. Economy was great. Country was going great, right? Mm-hmm. But, but they have to find something to try to hang some type of cloud over his, pre- his presidency. So you had the situation with Monica Lewinsky, and they kept harping right. on it, harping on it. Now, this is how you know they have no moral compass, because if they had a moral compass, you would have respect for his wife's feelings and not want to put it out in the public all the time. But they don't care. Just like with Obama. And you know, like with Obama. I feel like yeah. maybe there, there's probably some more things we could have got done if he would have just said, the hell with working with the Republicans. Let's do what we got to do. But he was trying to reach out. He was trying to get you know, a bipartisan agreement on certain things he wanted to do. Everything was going good. People and loved you know, him as a president. But they got to find something. And you know, Ron, what's a false equivalent is when they say like Obama, like he used the the executive order for the DACA people, right? DACA pro, DACA program, right? Right. Here's a president that was using it because Congress failed to come up with comprehensive immigration laws. Now we're talking DACA. These are young children who were brought here by their parents at a young age. And what are you going to do? So what Obama did, basically what I'm hearing, he was saying, let's prioritize the people that we are, are looking into and, and, uh, and, and, and scheduling for deportation. Let's prioritize that so that the, oh, and he did test something for the DACA. If they, cause DACA, you had to meet these stringent requirements to be right. a DACA, to be qualified for DACA. You had to complete high school, I guess attend college, all that kind of stuff. You had to show that you were a a contributing positively uh, right. to your community in some way, and so and so forth. So uh, that's what Obama was trying to do. So he was saying. <clears throat> These young people who are brought here 
brought here uh, with with no input into the situation, brought here by their parents. How are we how are we gonna just get rid of these young people? Would you say account for maybe let's say I'm gonna say I'm gonna be conservative. Let's say at least five million. Five right. million. You know, so I mean they mm-hmm. this is they, they know this country better than they know their home country. Yeah. So see, I yeah. understand. so see they try to they try to make it look like you're comparing apples to apples. But you're not. You're not. You're, you're talking about here's a president that did something here, and then here's a president that's creating a self-manufactured, factory, a self-manufactured, uh, this thing of a wall. Yeah. And trying yeah. to justify when he initially he came out and he said that Mexico was going to pay for it. Now, who in their right mind? If you if you are Mexico, Ron, I'm the United yeah. States. I'm talking about building a wall. <clears throat> Why would you pay for me to build that wall? You, I mean, it, first of all, it was a, it was an asinine statement from the beginning, and I'm really exactly. mad that people really thought that it was going to happen. That's the thing, right? Now look, but but like you say about Obama, man, this this goes back to it. A moral compass. If Republicans really had a moral compass, you would sit there and look like, okay, these people have been here their whole life. All they know is the United States. They have not. They don't have a criminal record. They're going to high school. Some of them in college, just trying to get their education. And now I want to kick them all out so they can go back to a country they have. They don't know anything about. Where are they going to stay at? How are they going to live? You see what I'm saying? No right. moral compass. What's the what 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 were you going to accomplish by kicking them out? Do you do you think all of a sudden that if we kick these people out, that the United States is going to automatically become whiter? No, <laughs> it's not going to happen like that. It's it's just I'm gonna tell you, man. Like I've you know I've, I've always had my concerns about the Republican Party, but I think these last two years have solidified everything. They have completely lost their minds. Since this man's been president, or since he's even been running for president, but uh, and today but was on the display. You know, I know this is uh, this might be getting off the topic a little bit, but one of the I get confused between the Castro brothers, right? Right. There's one that's running for president, right? Yeah. Now he's he he's he's talking about something that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. And I just want to I want to get your thought because you they say we were looking at something last night your mother and I and it was showing right. that out of all the generations like we're the baby boomers your mother and I. I think you're mm-hmm. part of the millennials, right? No, I'm, I'm like I'm generation Gen X? X right on the border. Yeah. Gen- you right can, on the border generation of being a millennial. X. Okay, yeah. so you guys are even you guys look like the millennials it looks like those who those who approve reparations between the millennials, both of them are less than forty nine fifty percent. So they're around right. the forty some percent area. But right. the generation X more more are against it. The baby boomers even more are against it. 
and the ones before right. the baby, they call it the silent, the silent generation. Even more of those, which is like, which is like your your grandfather, and you, okay, right. their generation even is even more against any type of reparations. Now, what I, what, what I've heard your mother say, and what I've said, that the hell with the reparations, just stop doing. The stuff that you're doing now, and I guess I want to get your take on it. How do you feel about that that topic? Well, personally, I, this 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 how I feel about it. Whether whether we get reparations or not, I I really don't. I'm not care. I'm not. I don't care about receiving something. Now, do I think African Americans deserve reparations? Absolutely, because I don't think any other race has been treated the way we've been treated in the United States. Since the beginning Now If you want to do reparations for me What I want you to do Is use that Use that money To find out the descendants Of all these people so they can realize Where they really come from That's what I want you to do I want you to give my people A sense of knowing who they really are Versus just having to look back at slavery And other stuff like that As their history that's what I want as, as far as a reparation. You see, yeah, I put no money in my pocket or nothing like that. And see, that's where, see, now what you said is, well, it's, 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 it's a good idea so far because, like I said, what I feel like, the hell with the reparations, just stop doing the stuff that you're doing now. Yeah, you know I think, what I'm saying? I think you should update. I think you should up the ante on penalties for hate crimes so that okay. people really second guess whether they want to do something. Right. Um, you know, they, they started the criminal justice reform. That's a good step. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with that. Now, do I think they're going to stop doing it? No. But what I, do, what I would like to see is that they are held accountable and that penalties are a lot steeper. That's what I want to see so that you think twice. So basically – I don't think it's going to stop. The, you're looking at you're looking at the different uh, penalties to be associated with different types of conduct, such as hate crimes, which are based on race, gender, religion, all of that kind of stuff. There, right. So right. you saying make <clears throat> the penalties stiffer so that the people will give more thought. Before they commit the crimes, and yeah, I think what. Go ahead. I must say, I think it's a it's a couple ways you can go about this whole reparations type thing. I think right. uh, somehow, I mean, I know we I know we have the African American Museum in Washington, but right, I need I need something more. I want I want you to dedicate something else to African Americans with a full apology on behalf of the United States. I want that in writing. Okay, I want you to take responsibility for your actions. I want you to acknowledge the accomplishments of a lot of my people. I want you and to help you us figure think, out where we come from. But you know, I think this is a conversation that's really worth having because what I get, Ron, this is what I get. Uh, for say that the last man, maybe seventeen years, eighteen years. Okay, when I was when I was president of the uh, Wilkes-Barre NAACP. 
So I'd say I feel that when you try to have that conversation about uh, slavery, that I don't think, I let me just be honest. I don't think we're going to have that conversation. I don't think we're going to have that conversation because white folks are not going to be put on a guilt trip. And if you, if you actually, if you actually look at history, it could, it could, it could, it could, it could make, I could understand them feeling that way. I really could. Mm -hmm. I really could. Feeling like Mm -hmm. I could understand that. I would be naive to say I did not understand that. But so my my question is, if we don't have that conversation, as Castro is saying, will we ever, I guess he's saying we need to have the conversation. We need to have the debate so that we can at least put that behind us. Do you think, I don't think, do you think that's going to happen? Nope. I think this is what's going to happen, right? I think when the next election comes around, Republicans are going to use this whole reparations talk as a talking point, right? So they're going to go to their constituents and be like, oh, if a Democrat gets elected, they want to give reparations to uh, to African Americans, basically saying that they want to give money that we don't have. To, to African Americans, that's going to be a talking point. We ain't going to have a real conversation on it because they're scared to have that conversation. But then, that's bottom line. Okay, but then, okay, for okay, when we talk about when we talk about racism, discrimination, a lot of times we talk about the institutions that were created as a result of racism. Okay, that that racism right. is institutionalized. So it's not like one person uh, committing an act of discrimination. It's an institution, okay, uh, that's right. discriminating and so forth. So I guess the challenge is if it's something that how how can you have a discussion about something that people are not willing to discuss? Hmm. One side is you almost got to force them, right? It's deep. It's deep, Ryan. Yeah, it is. And um, <clears throat> I saw that when it came up, and I was like, "Wow, that somebody really brought that up," which was crazy. I didn't think that we would ever hear about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, I do think, at the end of the day, I do think African-Americans deserve it. But at the end of the day, it's it's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. And and you know why? Because, like you, go ahead. I I don't think you can put a price on it, to be honest. Well, you can't can't put a price on it. You You can't put a price on it because, okay, unlike the Japanese that were put in concentration camps, whose homes were taken away from them, okay? Uh, This is something harder to put a price tag on. Like, if you go back to the Civil War, they say 40 acres and a mule. 
Right. How many people ever got that? Man, you talk about you get forty acres of mule today? You know how much money yeah. that is? So you, you got so you got to apply you got to apply the value of that today. What is the current the current value of something like that today? And how 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 far back how would how would how would how would you even come up with that if you if you came up with a figure? Right. Which I don't think you can. Nope. I don't think you can. So I think what you're saying makes more sense than for any type of monetary figure to be, you know what I'm saying? Any type of monetary figure yeah. to be set. I think what you're saying makes a lot more sense than some type of monetary if figure. Want, if you want to help my people, as far as reparations go, mm-hmm. help, uh, help us find out who we really are. That's what I want you to do. Because yeah. right now, all we all we know is a, is our American history. If you call us African America, at some point in time, our ancestors came from Africa. But where? If you want to do something, right. help my people find out who they are. You want to help my generation, help my people get out of the funk that they're in right now. That that's basically your fault from everything that you've done to us since we've been in the United States. Help us find out who we are. Give us a sense of purpose. And you know what makes that even deep, Ron? What that makes what makes that even deeper is that yeah. a lot of us didn't come here voluntarily. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And that's that's what makes it even deeper. Like like that's a lot it. of people that came here by choice, but a lot of us didn't. You know. It's a deep thing, but I don't think it's something that we're going to resolve tonight. Uh, it's nah. just, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting that Castro brought it up, and I think it is going to get more discussion. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I believe so. I think. I mean, obviously, you know, these news networks ain't going to let it go, but um. I think I think it is a conversation that needs to be had. At some point, you're gonna have to own up for your actions. That's what that's what we teach our children when they come up is that take responsibility for your actions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as a nation, we don't. As a nation, we don't want to do that. You know, like we we teach about slavery, but do you really teach about slavery? Like, do you understand the things that were done to these people during that time? Why don't you Why don't you break so them, them schools that are majority white kids, and I'm pretty sure that at some point in time in that history, they may slip slavery in there. Why don't you explain to them how it really was? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want you to do. Let's, let's, let's just be honest about the conversation. Let I me mean, Come on, man. You know, in them books, when they, when they talk about Nat Turner, and I know this for a fact because I learned about it when I was in high school. They never mentioned the fact that once they killed him, 
They use his skin to make like wallets and all this other crazy stuff. Oh yeah, that's just that's, yep. a, that's a savage. That's a savage. Yep. Yep. That ain't in the history book though. So let's be honest about the things that took place during that time, so then people could be like, "Oh my God, yes, I see why these people are so sensitive when it comes to things such as racism or the thing or things that you might say." Like, yeah, we take that stuff seriously because there's a lot of pain behind those words. When you call somebody a nigga. There's a lot of pain behind that. It's a lot of history. And regardless whether you use an A after the word or ER, it has the same ring. It do. I think it's a stupid thing. I mean, I, I hear people talk about, you know, we, we own it. We, we let our people own it. I mean, yeah, I get that. I still don't agree with it, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like, when you look up the word in the dictionary, it says you basically ignorant. So are we just right. running around calling each other calling each other ignorant? That's what we do. Maybe I should look at. Let me check the Urban Dictionary. What, what the Urban Dictionary say about the word? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see what let's see, let's see what type of definition they got. Hold on, I'm gonna look mm. this up right now. <laughs> I want to see this because a lot of people try to justify like. You know that we took it for ourselves. It's what word we use amongst our people, and yeah, they, we do do that. I mean, we get a pass, and we get so mad when somebody white says it. But it's still stupid walking around calling each other, yeah, niggas, like we like we ignorant. Okay, so here you go, right here. Look, this this is what the Urban Dictionary say. This is what the A on the end. They say a word that only a word that only black people use to call their homies. If to call their homies, if a white person uses it, they are in some deep shit. <laughs> that's that's what the oh, see, 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 and you know what, the what you just said. said. What, see what you just said. That's the range of reaction you get. Like you said, you do it around some of your black friends who allow you to get away with it, and you're white. Right. You might they might let you slide, but then. If you go into another group of black, they might whip your behind. Then if you go into another group, they might just ignore your behind altogether. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Crazy. that's that's the range of reactions. Yeah. Yeah, you see you see we, we go all over the place, man. We be talking, man. It's uh it's crazy. Yeah, we do, we do. But, look, but it's a conversation. This is a conversation. That was worth having uh, because we know as we about to get into what happened today. <laughs> oh my God! We gonna tear that up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, matter of fact, let's let's just go ahead and get into it because this. Today, go ahead. Let's go for it, Ron. Go for it. Today, today was crazy. Today was crazy. Okay. There were some wonderful highlights. To this hearing today. Let's, let's let's start it off from the beginning, right? Right. Right before the, I, I don't know, I don't know if you caught it right from the beginning, but before they even get started, here go the Republicans. Oh, we didn't get the information until last night. We need at least twenty four hours to review it. Let's postpone the hearing. This is unacceptable. Why do we have somebody here? Who was already a convicted liar? Are we going to really believe him? What about his credibility? Blah. Right from the beginning. <clears throat> but everything they're saying is what we already know. Like, yes, we know that he's a liar, 
He got caught and is going to jail for it. Can you say the same thing about the president, who has lied over what, 5,000 times? No, over 8,000. Over 8,000 times. So just because he ain't convicted, that gives him a pass, I guess, huh? Like, I, I, was, I don't understand a lot. Listen, man, let, let me just get this out, okay? Because this is the hardest thing for me to grasp. I do not understand the logic of the Republicans, right? Like, this man who was in office will sit there and lie, a, it was a blatant lie to a room full of people, right, that is instantly proven to not be fact. He's fact-checked on the spot, right? Right. Republicans will sit there and be like, Oh, you know, he's just, you know, he's just Trump being Trump. But that's just how the president talks. But, you know, what we really want to do, like, is it a good thing that, that, that you have to keep, exp- like, explaining what the president is really saying? Is that a positive thing? I don't, I don't think so. Because I would think that if you had to keep explaining what somebody was really like, trying to say, then obviously that person has an issue <laughs> with saying the right thing. Or really, they just don't care. And, they, and, and what they said was what they really believed. But you're the one making excuses for them. So now when you have, so now when it comes to him, your moral compass is just, it, it don't know which, which direction to point in. But all of a sudden, when we get Michael Cohen to step up in the hearing, who's already been convicted of his lies, now the moral compass kicks into place. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't disgrace this 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 uh, chamber by having this hearing. They actually said that. Yeah, they said it was it was a disgrace for him to be at that hearing. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? So you had mm-hmm. you had Matt you had a Matt Whitaker, who is the acting attorney general, with no political experience, who comes from a job where he was selling bathtubs. What? <laughs> and he's the attorney general. And not only that, the the the, the stuff that he was selling, uh, they, they they that that company is currently under investigation. And he wasn't even legit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What is their train of thought, man? At this point, so I am confused. I'm serious. Like you have a person. Today. Now, Michael Cohen, he is a liar. But you know what? That man's about to do three years in prison. How many of y'all can handle three years in prison? Let's just be honest. A lot of these Republicans, they sit there and talk tough when they're in that seat. But let them be facing some prison time, and you tell me if they wouldn't be singing or not. Let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to figure out what is the train of thought. A man come in here, he knows he did the wrong thing, and he at this point now where it's like, well, shit, if I'm going down, I'm going to speak the facts. And y'all can do what you want to do with it. And not only that, but if you have a man who who had a 10-year relationship with the president, right. and that wasn't right. just like a casual relationship, he was called on to do a lot of things that he nick he was nicknamed the fixer. So he will call him in 
to write threatening letters with the Trump logo, Trump sign on there, saying this is what we will do to you if you do this and that and all that kind of stuff there. So what was good? What was good about Michael Cohen is mm-hmm. that when they asked him, were there other people who could corroborate your stories? Man, he ran off a list. And Ron... Yeah, they was, was like, slow down, we need to get all of them. Yeah, yeah, so like, they got to, like, that's that was in itself. So, okay, here's the thing. Here's my here's what I think is happening. Okay, so Michael Cohen ran off this list of names, right, of other people. Right. Now, if those people went and testified for Mueller, so Mueller knows, mm-hmm. or the the Southern District of New York knows that should they be called by Congress and they testify before Congress, and their, their, their testimony is not in line with what they told the feds, they in trouble. Right. Those people are man, in t- trouble. Today was just so sad, man. It was. Today, today was just a, another display. Like, honestly, man, like every single hearing, yo, I've been just – Completely disappointed, man, because it's, it's like you, we can't really do any any work because you got a handful of – I don't know if you can say a handful, man. I would just say the Republican side, which is constantly trying to throw a wrench in what's going on at every single time. I hate the fact that you have to go from a Democrat to Republican, Democrat to Republican. I hate that because it's like you hear, you hear some substance, then you go back to bullshit. Here's some substance. You go back to bullshit. That's how the hearing goes, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had one yeah. here, right? This because we got we got a few minutes left. Let's point out some highlights of this of this, this hearing, man. You had one dude, right? He quite, he was questioning Michael Cohen so hard, like raising his voice, like he was a tough guy. He said, "What?" He said, "You got tapes, right?" He's like, "Yeah." He said, "Well, no." He said, "You have some type of documents." Where where'd you find these? I have. He said, "I have a couple boxes of storage." He said, "Oh, those boxes. You know, have, have you have we seen these boxes, uh, Mr. Chairman? I I request that he be he has to bring these boxes in so they can be reviewed." Michael Cohen was like, "Bro, this is the same boxes that, that the Robert <laughs> Mueller office took the first time they raided." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "These are the same boxes they took when they came and raided me." What I what what is your what's your problem? Right and, and, and Ron, Ron, yeah. here's the deal. Like you said, these are the boxes that when the FBI raided his offices, right? They yeah. took these boxes, right? And right. there's a person that's appointed by the court to go through the material that was seized. See, right. see they think people don't forgot all about that. Well, like you and I, we li- we're listening to all this stuff, so we we're keeping track, right? So somebody was appointed by the court as this arbitrator, this person who will look to see if this was relevant or was this a client client privilege, right? Right. So so they made that determination that this was this was Mueller could have this, but he can't have this. So they already made that determination and they returned that stuff to uh, Michael Cohen. So now he's trying to say, you said without without a hesitation that you would turn over all these things. 
Did you ask those clients that were they okay with you turning them over? Right. So I guess I guess Cohen came back later after consulting with his attorneys. I guess that he would, I guess, uh, at least uh, review to see if any of his people would have a problem with it and something like that, you know? At any, at any day, bottom line, I yeah. mean, from what I got from it, he, he, he pretty much admitted that he, did, he didn't really tell them that he was recording. So he, it just is what it is. We didn't uh, say he was – we didn't say – he admitted to me basically that he did not tell them that he was recording them. Yeah, he said that. He times. said that. You know what I'm saying? He said, so like, to me, you, you don't have to tell a person in New right. York. Right. But here's the thing, though. None of us are going into this thinking that this is a stand-up guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? We know right, he's done some right, shady stuff right. in the past, but now he's trying to do the right thing. You feel what I'm saying? So, like... And, Ron, yeah. like, some of those things he said he would keep for, like, you know, like, you you record, but like you will write down, uh, because you you're not yeah. writing down every single thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's better to record. Like sometimes when you, in, I know for me, sometimes when I was in, in college, I would bring a recorder in if the if the teacher was just somebody who likes to speak, 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 speak. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, right. I can listen to it if I need to do my homework or something when I get home. I get that. But it's like I'm saying, we none of us went into this thinking like, okay, no, no, oh, he, no. he was a he was an angel before, but now let's just point out all the bad things he did. That's already been taken care of. We know he's going to jail. Simple as that. But like and, and, and everything I, was a every everything was a character ahead. assassination from the Republican side. It was just assassinate his character, assassinate his character. He's already done that himself. You are just he's already a dead admitted horse. that. Yes, yes, exactly. He already admitted that. But, Look, I got to get in this before we go off this, off this call, man. I got to get into this because this was the best part of this hearing. And it was a lot of, it was a lot of moments in that hearing. Uh, Jim Jordan like a complete idiot. Michael Cohen look, made him look like a complete idiot. He even told him he should be ashamed of himself at one point in time. <laughs> right. But look, so Representative Mark Meadows from North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. This, this was the best part of the meeting. He was like, Mr. Cohen, basically you said that Trump was a racist in your opening statement. Do you know this woman standing behind me? Mr. Cohen was like, yes. That's, uh, I forget her name, but he, got her, he helped her get the job and whatever like that. So he was like, well, she disagrees with your assessment of the president because you know, she was raised in Alabama. She's the father of a, she's a, the daughter of a father who comes straight from Alabama, and she could never work for somebody who was racist, right? Right. So he said, so how do you basically correlate the two? How, do, how are you calling him a racist? Michael Cohen had the best answer ever. He said, basically the same way I could because I'm the son of a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. hell no. Mm-hmm. Yo, the reaction on Meadows' face when he said that was <laughs> He He didn't know. He had no idea how to respond in that moment. And I was like, mm-hmm. this, that's like when, you know, when you drop the mic at the end. Yeah. You know, you just killed it. That was the drop mm-hmm. the mic moment right there. Boom. He was yes, like, it you, was. Mr. Meadows. 
I was waiting for somebody to be like in the in the audience, like ooh, that would have that right. would have been that'd have been the, the icing on top. If that would have happened, that'd have been the icing on top. Yeah, yeah. Because this goes back to the age old argument, right? Just because you might have one black friend, don't mean you're not racist. It's about what you do. It ain't about who you know. Right. I don't know how we how many times we gotta keep telling people this. It, this is this is why I say. They just don't care to listen. Mm. But that was the that was the dumbest part of that hearing. And at the end, I like how um, but you know what, lady, I think, what's up? Wait, what? What I was that? I, like, I like how. The, what, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead, man. No, what was even smarter was when he said, "How many how many African Americans are in management positions?" Huh. Yeah, he 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 just totally he totally didn't want to go there. You see what I'm saying? No, he, of course he didn't. I mean, I've never seen like I don't follow Mark Meadows at all, but right. I've never seen him where he is. I've never seen him so flustered, yo. Like this this guy was about to explode today. He didn't know yeah. what to do with himself. Mm-mm. He was slamming papers down, yelling at the chairman. He was he was yelling at Mike McCohen. He, I don't know whether he popped some pills or something before he before the hearing, but this man was crazy. And then you, you like the one guy right from Louisiana, he was like, basically, he's basically trying to sum Michael Cohen like, oh, I, I didn't know who you were until just uh, until yesterday. I mean, right, right, right. Really? I'm gonna be honest. I still don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of him before until today. So he got mm-hmm. some nerve. You know what I'm saying? I love how they be like, you know, we speak on behalf of all the people here. Bro, I don't think all the people in your state feel the way that you do, man. I don't think they would want you mm-hmm. coming here wasting their taxpayer money trying to criticize a man's character who's already been destroyed by himself. Yeah. We've been down that road. Mm-hmm. Republicans, they got to let me know what's up, man. I don't know what's up with the way it <laughs> You got to explain it to me, but it's been another good episode. I wish we could get further into that. But another good episode. I'm pretty sure we'll be hitting hitting on this probably on the Facebook page. I'm going to be posting some things also on the Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, Pop, anything quick you want to say before we get out of here, man? No, man. You know, it was... It's, I'm I'm going to be watching... Uh, MSNBC the rest of the night to catch some of the, yeah. the highlights of what took place today because some of the things that you say that, that took place early on at the very beginning at the outset, I missed that. Yeah. You know, but oh, yeah. you, you I'm going to catch man. some of the highlights. I mean, from the, from the beginning, they were trying to go in. They were doing everything. It took about five, four different votes before they can actually start the hearing where the Republicans were overruled each time. It was, mm. it was terrible. Mm. But look, man, y- y'all listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. We're probably going to end up doing, I think, next Wednesday again. I know we, I got some things going on, but. Right, right. Well, long we put said, the word we out before then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we appreciate y'all listening. And with that, we out of here, man. All right. <laughs>